Why would you agree to that? Darian, I will be your robot host for the evening. It's time for another week of horror bullshit and shenanigans. I'm here. Miss Monica is here, ladies and gentlemen. I made it. She's alive. <laughs> she did it. She came back to me, finally. I played the violin in the wind. I heard last week's show. Oh, shit. I'm I was sorry. like, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was like, buddy, we have to go now. Yeah, you got to come out of the broom <laughs> closet. Quit having sex with each other. I'm glad that you are having sex with each other, but can I borrow you for two hours? And so, then, then you can go back to having sex in the broom closet. I just happen to have the right amount of M&Ms. Jesus Christ. <laughs> got to get me some motherfucking M&M's. Buddy is also in the house. Yes. We got the whole Compton Posse here tonight, guys. Yeah. What's up with you? Monica, how did the... your Okay, so you got in a car accident. Mm-hmm. Your hysterectomy got pushed back to August. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm putting it all out there. Yeah. It's transparent. Transparency, baby. That's what yeah. I roll. So, no, you had your back surgery. Yes. And that is better. You're better. Uh, it's well, no, uh, not really. Why not really? It's a, the the nerve is still so swollen. Still, yes, it's been like a month. I know. I thought the swelling was going to go down. It's supposed to, but it hasn't. So, I which makes no sense. But now they want me to start the physical therapy like ASAP because okay. they're all it's going to help you. And I'm like, no, it's not. It might. I don't know. Well. Well, no, well. not if I pass out because I get dizzy. Well, then there's that. <laughs> yeah, yes. so. Because there's all kinds of new yeah. medical problems <laughs> cre- creeping up on Monica. <laughs> I don't know if, uh, inmates, I don't know if you knew this, but Monica is actually 82 years young. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, when you reach that age, things tend to fall apart and they don't work the way they used to. And, Insides come out. You know? It's called WWE wrestling. It's called WW2, which you yeah. live through. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Buddy, what's up with you, big dog? Oh, same as usual. Working a lot. Working a lot. Yeah. Having kids, moving, mm-hmm. and uh, redoing your kitchen, from what I understand. Yep, and no Fuck. AC. No AC. <laughs> yeah. Dude. July 14th, that's uh, when, when oh. expected. Fuck you and fuck that. Let me tell you something. I went for a run today. Mm-hmm. Coming out of my garage about uh, three hours ago, give or take. Ooh. 108. Yeah. 108 degrees. Yeah, why would you do that? Because uh, I knew I had a nice air-conditioned house to come home to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's stupid. I don't know why I did that, but... 
come on, dude. Like right now is perfect time. Yeah, just it's raining. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm gonna pause the show, go run three miles. I'll be right back. You guys are out of control. It's good to have you back, man. Both of you two guys. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you're alive. I'm glad yeah. you're done eating M Ms at the uh, bus stop and yeah. having sex in the broom closet. But I'm happy for you both. By the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna hose down the broom closet as soon as we're done here. Uh, we got a regular shit show to get into here, inmates. We got uh, horror news, listener mail, all kinds of fun stuff going on. I say we kick things off with a little of the old horror news. Horror news. Monica's got her notebook. <laughs> She's got her notebook. But it's not open. She's not I only have book. clues for in there. She just got clues. It's only the clues notebook. But Whoa. I did Shit. read that this fall we are getting the new Dexter, which I'm super, yes. super, yes. super happy about. I can't wait. I'm not. I'm, 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 I'm going to reserve judgment on that. Okay, well, you can. I'm going to do that. I'm excited for me. (laughs) I'm more excited for another uh, season of American Horror Story myself. And a double down with American Horror Stories that trailers are now out for. Oh, yes, I heard you talking about that. The episodic anthology series. Yes. We got all kinds of new horror shit coming our way. I know. And then I also saw that Evil Season 2 is out, but we're not getting it on Netflix this year. It's streaming on Paramount. Whatever the fuck. Whatever With that all is. All these motherfucking streaming fucking things. I have it. Paramount? <laughs> yeah. What, what is on there? Do I need to get it? Um, is there anything cool? No, not really. It There's repl- a lot of weird it, stuff in there. So. I just want that show. Like, I don't want anything else. I'm I just sure need that it's show. going to surface out there on the high seas. I've yeah. been looking. Well, it's not out yet, so you got to wait. No, there's already three episodes Whoa, out. Oh, is there really? Yeah, it's know. already yeah three oh. episodes. That yeah. I've been trying to find it without having to get this channel oh. as an extra. All right. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Well, I'll tell you what Buddy's going to do. What? He's going to... He's gonna. He's gonna. I'm gonna hook you guys up. He's gonna hook oh. us up, and then I'm gonna. I'm gonna do a quick peruse, and I'm gonna decide whether or not I need to pay for it, and then yeah. we'll figure it out from there. Okay. Okay. I don't know. It's weird stuff. Yeah. Like what kind of weird? Like it's been a long time. It's, it's been probably a couple months since I looked what's at the, it. What's the running rate for a Paramount monthly? I don't remember. I thought I read it was twenty or twenty five dollars. Oh, fuck off! HBO Max is less than that. I thought I could be yeah. wrong. No, I think it's tied to something, but I can't remember which one. Because uh, they give you like sixty channels or something on Paramount. I think. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, that's something to think about. But so- then the other thing I I heard you talking about last week. Which was Cruel Summer. What's up with mm-hmm. that? I you know, love that. Oh, my like God. I got hooked the very first episode. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I have not perused it yet. It's but- it's not horror related. It's not a horror show at all. It's basically something happens like a kidnapping in the basement situation. Okay. And yeah, that's not horror at all. And it's, I mean, that it's sounds uh, horror. <laughs> she said yeah. versus she said. So... You kind of get like. Wait, are we talking about a girl on girl kind of a thing here? Because I'm. 
You know, I, I'm interested. If that's no, there's doing. one girl in the it, that gets kidnapped in the basement, right. and then and, and this girl, girl and another girl to console her and possibly. <laughs> no, I don't want to give the put show a, away. Put a hand on a like a but, nice, wrong network. Oh, <laughs> but the other girl, the kidnapped girl, claims that she saw this girl. Okay. So when all of this story breaks, you know, it's like her word against hers because she eventually gets freed. Okay. And on national TV, she spits out that this girl saw me and didn't rescue me. Oh. Yeah. And so that girl sues this girl. So, and then the whole series is... This sounds like illegal. It's like mm-hmm. uh, flashbacks of of how it happened, how we got I here. I can't even with the flashbacks. Did you watch this week's Immersion Therapy? Which one was that? Um, Intersect. Oh, my gosh. Fuck off with the flashbacks. I'm done. It's like a whole whole new movie at the end. I'm done. I can't even do it. I think when I heard you say that, the parole officer watched that, and I was like, I am not watching this. I I was like, I have no interest. You you pulled me in with a lot of H.P. Lovecraft stuff, and Uh when you gave me, well, we'll get into that in Immersion Therapy. Yeah. All right, anything else, kiddo? No. Okay, buddy. Jurassic Park and Transformers have joined forces for new toys from Hasbro. Did you hear anything about that? No. So basically, we have the Tyrannicon Rex figure. It's an Autobot JP-93. Oh, and an Autobot JP-93 vehicle uh, pack. Good. And so, yeah. like, here's the uh, Jurassic Park versus Transformers. Yeah, I, was, I was worried about the JP-93 pack. I didn't know if that was... Okay, yeah, that's that's what I was thinking was going to <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so you can actually order those, uh, pre-order those. And December 1st, they come out for a low price of $105 a piece. Wow. Get the fuck out of <laughs> <laughs> Go fuck yourself, Transformers right? Jurassic Have you guys Park. seen the Jurassic Park Jeep that drives around? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. he lives in Carson. Yeah, or I see him in Carson yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it, dude, I'm going to tell you something. There's a Jurassic Park Jeep, it's bad, the one that you're talking about. Yeah. It's badass. There's also a Shield car, like Agents of Shield, Marvel. Oh, uh-huh. And the uh, license plate, I think, says, uh, age, what's, what's the guy's name? Agent uh, something? Uh, Robert something? I mean, it's it's that that guy, oh. that guy from the the movie. Not he's not a superhero. He's just a regular field agent. Oh, I forget his name. But I was thinking of the Stark car because there's also a guy who drives around I with that seen one. The Stark car. Yeah, but I have recently seen like five different <laughs> umbrella corporation vehicles. Oh yeah, have you seen those yeah. around? Some are decked out. And that some is are... fucking dope. Yeah, man. I gotta. I would love to like do that, but yeah. I drive a Jeep Renegade, and I, that, that's nothing. Nobody ever. Ben Affleck drove a Jeep Renegade for like five minutes in Superman versus Batman, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna put a bunch of Wayne Tech crap on my car because I don't really care that much. But still, I love the dedication. Mm-hmm. I love the uh, you know going all in with it on your car. Yeah, that's dope. I love that. Yeah. I just wanted to put that out there. <laughs> Congratulations, uh, Reno and Carson people with yeah. your crazy car themes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bloody Disgusting's Blood Blath Blood it's Bath blood, blood Blend blood. from Dead Sled Coffee celebrates 20-year anniversary. Oh, okay. So there's a new years. coffee out. It was back in 2001 that Brad Miska and Tom Owen launched the website. And Bloody Disgusting is celebrating its 20th anniversary this year. Nice. So they put out a uh, coffee. And you can... 
Get a 12-ounce bag, whole bean, and ground, with both options selling for $17 each. And Dead Sled Notes bags will be ready to ship approximately first or second week of August. Righteous. So head out to Dead Sled's website. Does it show a picture of the coffee? Uh, it does on Bloody Disgusting. I don't oh, have it on me. I would just get that to put it away. Oh, uh, it's pretty cool looking. Pretty yeah. Early. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, after Bloomhouse's horror movie, Fantasy Island. See that one? No. No? Uh, well, it returns to its original form with reboot series. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so let the adventure begin all over again. The original 1970 TV series, Fantasy Island, only dabbled in horror here and there. But Bloomhouse's 2020 movie brought those elements to the forefront for a full-on horror movie. Now, just one year later, Fantasy Island returns as, well, a non-horror TV series. All right. <laughs> oh. I don't, I don't know. Why? <clears throat> I don't know. But it, the uh, new Fantasy Island premieres on Fox Tuesday, August 10th. And you can go on Bloody oh, Disgusting. The I'm not, they lost me now. I'm, I'm I know, right? Out. It's like, yeah. then why, why would you do that? I, I don't know. Because the movie, I mean, it wasn't terrible. I mean, it was okay. But. I'm going to take the fifth on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't care for it myself, but whatever. The movie or the... The movie. Yeah. 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 That's all well, I got. What do you okay. got? You thought it was all right? Mm-hmm. All right, well, whatever. Uh, dudes. Mm-hmm. It's my, I got a birthday coming up next month. Mm-hmm. You guys are aware yeah, of that? Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. If anybody wants to... You're going to uh, be what? 50? 59. <laughs> I, believe, I believe I will be 59. Um, you look great. Don't I, though? I've been, I know, right? Tanning and <laughs> yeah. runs every now and then. I got these new pills I take. The, the runs? <laughs> that too. That, the, the pills give me the runs before the runs. Uh, the complete Phantasm collection will be available on uh, Blu-ray, released oh. next month, and it's going to come uh-huh. with a full-scale sphere. Oh, Whoa. I thought you were going to say the tall man statue. No. Oh, okay. Sphere, dude. right? It's not, got the sphere, and not his sphere. The, the <laughs> sphere. The sphere. <laughs> if you want to handle my spheres? You guys going to pay? Get a pay extra. <laughs> I'm into that. It's going to retail for about 130 bucks. Uh, mm. Pre-order on Amazon anytime you'd like. It's available right now. Mm. Cool. Ron Perlman will voice Optimus Primal mm. in the upcoming Transformers: Rise of the Beasts Why? live action movie. Because we can't let the fucking Transformers go. We're just going to keep cranking them out. Is that fucking jerk going to be in this one, one too? Whatever his name is, uh, Shia Yeah. No, he's dead. Oh he's God. Dead. He died. Thank God. Well, I don't know. I mean, he like he. Oh, he'll too get much resurrected work. somehow. No, he he <laughs> he killed his career in Hollywood. I don't know. I think he punched a guy or something. He, oh, he, he's he worse. Be. He's been beating women. Oh now. yeah, he's yeah. all fucked up. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a jack off. Uh, <clears throat> you guys like Max Brooks? You know who I'm talking about? Mm. He wrote the the book World War Z. Oh. oh, okay. The book, by the way, much better than the movie, Monica. Okay. Much better um. than the movie. Much better than the movie, okay. Monica. Uh, his latest book, or one of his recent books, De-Evolution, <clears throat> is a, uh, it's called A Bigfoot Survival Story. Uh-huh. I haven't read it. I don't know what it's talking, what, what that means exactly, but uh, it's getting a film adaptation from James Ashcroft. I was just going to wow. say, we just need to watch the movie and not read the book. Book's probably going to be better. I'm just, <laughs> just going to say that. I'm going to put that out there. Uh, have we all seen Willie's Wonderland? Uh-huh. Oh. Uh-huh. Oh. Is there a part two? No. Oh, there is. I, I wish there was a part two. <laughs> 
But there is a prequel comic book coming out. If anybody's interested in that, okay. something to think about. Hmm. I'm going to have to get it for my kids because they've made me watch Willy's Wonderland 352 times. That would be cool just to get it and put it in a case and hang it on your wall. I'll probably do that. I was oh, yeah. some serious thought about being the janitor for Halloween. Oh. Getting the little duct tape right here. <laughs> okay. Dying the beard. Hmm. No? Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah? Get yeah. it. And then get, I got to find a Willy's Wonderland t-shirt, but then bloody it up. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we can find one on yeah, Amazon. It's, I'm sure it's not hard. Uh, but then I got a better idea, so don't worry about that. Uh, <laughs> Lori Holden. We know the name? What movie? Who is she? Uh, you'll remember her movie-wise from Silent Hill. She played Officer oh, okay. Silver Downing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And also from The Walking Dead, she played Andrea, who mm. made it to season oh, three, yeah. if yeah. I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has recently joined the cast of The Boys on Amazon. Okay. Oh, okay. She is going to play the Crimson Countess, huh. whatever the fuck that is. Sounds like a Dracula. Sounds like okay. probably a villain, I guess, mm-hmm. they have to beat mm. somehow. Wow. I'm into that. I mean, I'm going to try some, I'm going to check it out, whatever it is. I'm in, she would, dude, rewatch the old Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. She was also in The Mist, now that I think about it. Oh, yeah. She was the mm, school teacher. Yeah. That's right. Banging hot in mm. Silent Hill. Too bad she got barbecued. Yeah. But in the cop, uh, <laughs> Tights, leather tights, <clears throat> motorcycle cop situation with the aviator shades. Mm. Love it. I love that. There's a uh, skin you can get on Dead by Daylight. Looks just like her. Mm. Uh, that's all we got on the Horror News, kids. You guys ready for some listen to mail? Yeah. Let's get it on. Listener mail. Are you guys ready for a brand new Patreon subscriber? What? what? <laughs> it's uh, it's actually just uh, Tom Hardy, but he upped his pledge. Oh yeah, he's now in the five dollar bin. I already owe him a uh, t-shirt and a coffee mug, so I've got it. I just have to get off my lazy keister and put the fucking shit in the mail. So there's that, Tom Hardy. But you also, my friend, get control of July. Uh, if you did not, you, you got a voicemail here. If you did not get us your picks, then we can defer that to August. Totally up to you. Let us know what us what uh, you want us to do. Awesome. In the meantime, we have some voicemails here, motherfuckers. We're going to start things off down in the funky, disgusting, rancid, stinky... Uh, Mosquito-ridden, weird, wildlife-having, tattoo-ridden south with our main man, Alan of the Cha-Cha. Hey, Alan. Padded room. What's up? It's ham six of you people to call me your podcast. Boom, boom. Terror Dome. Give me the tall man. And Mr. Darian, the movie sounds familiar. You're going to kick yourself. time crimes, maybe? Something like that. I don't know. It sounds kind of cool. You're in the right neighborhood. Anyway, that's all I got. Y'all have a good one. Bye. Right on, Alan. Thanks, Thanks for calling Alan. in. You're locked in for the tall man. Hey, you two guys. Mm-hmm. Who do you think would win in a fight between the tall man, phantasm, fame, spheres, dwarf minions, and Ghostface, who <laughs> is basically a disgruntled teenager? <laughs> now, think about it. Think long and hard. I know it's going to be a tough battle. 
Monica? Well, I'm taking my guy, the tall man. Okay. <laughs> Buddy? Tall man. All right. Exactly as I suspected. <laughs> I mean, even if he couldn't beat him, he could walk into another dimension and leave. Ah, uh, yeah. And really, Ghostface is kind of a pussy. Uh, he's either a bunch of disgruntled teens or a divorced mom or uh, some yeah. other some other fucking <clears throat> crybaby dude. Here he comes, the man himself, Monica's pod boyfriend, Mr. Tom Hardy. Hi, Tom Hardy. Hey, Tom Hardy. Hey, yo. <laughs> Are you pooping? Why isn't that? Hey, Padded room. How's my favorite <laughs> took generous this week? What's going on, I Tom hope Hardy? Everybody is doing good. Uh, well, here. I assume this Monica is still out. No. So, uh, Darian, you gotta, you gotta give us a. Uh, Huh. An update here on what's going on. Uh, you know, unfortunately, the restraining order prevents me from calling her, so uh, <laughs> you're going to have to catch us up on how she's doing the health update yeah, there. Yeah, and, sorry uh, about that. Hopefully, uh, Buddy was able to get them M&Ms picked out of his beard or whatever. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what's going on with that one either, but uh, hope all is well with you as well. We're all Again, here, dude. Thank you, we're the solo show. Thanks for putting it out for the inmates. We always appreciate it, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much. Uh, hey, real quick, don't want to be a bummer. Uh, talking about, uh, you know, having to, you know, to put your dog down and whatnot. I don't know if you guys have seen this or have, you know, when you have to do that. There is a new service where they'll actually, uh, they'll come to you. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, if your dog's got, like, anxiety, you know going in the car, going to the vet or whatever. Yeah. At least it's like one less stressor for them, uh-huh. you know, on the on the way out. Uh, just thought I'd mention it. I know a bunch of dog lovers. Uh, of course. A bunch of dog lovers uh, are the inmates. And uh, it's kind of it's better because, like I said, they're, you know, they're in their most comfortable spot, you know. I get that. All that. Anyway. All right. On, on to the Good looking better out. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hey, Cowboy was talking about beer slushies. Yeah, dude. And I don't know about I mean, that. I I haven't had a beer slushie, but what I have had is, you know, when you're having a few drinks and you got some beers sitting on the counter and you, you throw them, you know, they're not cold, so you throw them in the freezer and then yeah. you forget about them for a bit. And mm-hmm. then you need a beer. And you, oh, shit, all those ones in the freezer and you get them and they're kind of slushy. I don't know. Maybe Cowboy's got a different... Uh, different method there but i i thought it sucked but yeah these are just standard gotta, beers too these weren't like it doesn't uh, sound good four locos or whatever i don't know maybe that <laughs> better now that might be um, interesting oh on the terror dome there yeah what do you got the tall man and ghost face we think um <laughs> everybody's gonna take the fucking tall man man and mm-hmm. i actually like ghost face and <sighs> i really hope somebody else calls in because if not, then it's just going to be Darian's one for the tall man, and then my two for Ghostface. Ghostface <laughs> is going to go on, and then the fucking inmates are going to burn my house down or something. Well, man. it'll but, be on you, sir. Fuck it, man. I'll, I'll just go with uh, Ghostface for this one. Alrighty. Just, just, just so they're not all, all total blowout. Okay. That's all we've been having. Um, on the educating department, Darian, you got me. Yeah. I, I, I don't know who you are. I did on a this deep one. dive. And GP. GP. I did a deep, 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 double deep dive on the education of Darian this week. 
last week, I suppose. He called back. G motherfucking peed. G motherfucking peed. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right, yeah, you got me on the uh, educating department. On yeah, it sounded familiar, and then it just got further and further away. I was like, I have no idea what the fuck it's, this is. It's pretty dumb. Oh, last thing about last week, huh. uh, you were talking about how Joe Spinell yeah. uh, had been in a bunch of other movies. One thing you got to say about Joe Spinell, he's always fucking Joe Spinell. That, yeah. That face, that look, he's always, I, I don't know, I kind of feel bad for the guy because he's like, oh, he's perfect for Maniac. But, yeah. Yeah, you got to remember, that motherfucker's running around like that the rest of his everyday, you know, life. That's and true. I don't know. I just thought about that. It's like, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Seems so well, good that. Anyway, I mean, what are you it. looking at, department? I got to catch a flick. Hmm. Um, the Color Out of Space. What'd you think? Was, I think 2012 or 2015. Oh, no. It's like uh, <clears throat> It's 18... black and white. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, the black German, and white version. Okay. Except it's uh, subtitled. Except yes. when they speak English. But a majority of it is in german okay so i was sitting there like i don't know first off i don't know about this flick uh i don't even know if i like it to be honest with you i'm definitely not going to watch the motherfucker again okay uh kind of slow like i said it was all black and white until the quote-unquote color out of space Mm -hmm. comes out and then that that's the only thing in color (laughs) i don't know guys i I'd recommend staying away from this one okay watch the new that's all i got uh love you like family and uh in the vein of Fright Night, Darian. Sir. You're so cool, Darian. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true porn star, sir. We love you too, Tom Hardy. Thanks, Tom Hardy. Thank you very much for calling in, Tom Hardy. You are locked in for the Terra Dome and for your continued Patreon contributions. Um, yeah, dude. Did you guys... Did, I assume you both have seen Maniac, the original. Oh, yeah. Yes. Joe Spinell. Mm-hmm. Sweetheart of a dude, from what I understand, mm-hmm. by all accounts. He died, I believe, in 1989. He was a, um, a, what do you call that, where you can't stop bleeding? Is that a hemophiliac, I think? Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, I believe that's what it is. He couldn't stop bleeding? Yes. Oh. When your blood doesn't clot correctly. Uh-huh. Uh, also a crazy alcoholic and drug addict, unfortunately, oh. especially towards the end of his career. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> got hammered one night. Went home, uh, took a shower, slipped in the shower, uh, cut his head open, and bled to death. Wow. And because he was so hammered at the time, he couldn't make it to anybody to call for help or anything. But funny, shitty way to die. It is. But the funny thing is that when he died, um, because he was a hemophiliac, there was blood all over his fucking apartment. Uh And he had the prop severed head (laughs) of his own. Sitting on top of his TV. Uh-huh. So the cops get there. They find his dead body. Blood all over the fucking place. <laughs> and his own severed head sitting on top of the TV. Wow. Crazy. I could imagine that scene. <laughs> Whoop-de-doo. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. You guys got anything for Alan or Tom Hardy? Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks, everybody, for calling me. <clears> oh, you know, thank you, yeah. Tom Hardy, for... You what? didn't check you the didn't junk, check mail? junk mail? Well, no, but I did get a text message halfway through all that from the cowboy. And he says, tall man for the Terradome, please, down with a migraine today and wanted to get my vote in. We got you locked all in, right. cowboy. Another one for the tall man. Yeah. All right. You guys got anything for cowboy, Tom Hardy, or Alan? 
Thank you, everybody. Yeah, yeah thank you, everybody. And Tom Hardy, thank you very much for increasing uh, your money. Absolutely. So. Yeah, and please pick some good yeah, pick movies. Some good stuff. You know what? I think we're going to go, since we don't really have time, we're going to go ahead and defer you mm-hmm. to August or possibly September, depending on uh, Buddy's birthday month and how things go out. If you want August, it's yours, Tom Hardy. If not, we can defer you to September, give you more time to fine-tune your list and plan it all plan out. Plan it all out. Please, 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 uh, no Eric Roberts. Please, please, sir. <laughs> not another Eric Roberts month. Not a trauma month. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to tell you what not to do, because whatever I say not to do is probably what you're going to do. Yeah, just ooh, to maybe me. I'll choose one of those. Or... Oh, two Eric Roberts, two trauma. Was Eric Roberts in any trauma movies, I wonder? All right, we got a regular show to get into here. You guys ready to do a little Fright Night action? Yes. Let's get it on. What would you do if you accidentally discovered the house next door was occupied by something not human? Something horrifying. Something unspeakably evil. No one believes you. Mom, I didn't have a nightmare. Not your mom. They did kill a girl over there. Not your girlfriend. Charlie, is this some sort of a trick to get me back? Not even the police. Look, I know it's crazy. I know that, but look, the tenant... It knows that you know. You'll do anything to protect yourself. But it will do anything to protect its secret. This could be the night of your life. Fright night, fright night. Who's it gonna be tonight? You guys remember back uh, like mid '80s when every horror movie that came out also came with its own song? synthesizer. Yeah, and it was usually pretty syntho heavy. <laughs> yeah, that was the jam, dude. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Fright Night from 1985. This bad boy got 7.1 stars on IMDb. Written and directed by Tom Holland. Stars. The Chris Sarandon. Yeah. William Ragsdale and Roddy McDowell. Miss Monica. Yes. Who, your microphone's not on, number one. Number two, who do you think is hotter, Chris Sarandon or Colin Farrell? Now, I'll give you this. Can I just eat shit instead? Why would you? Wow, you don't like wow. either one, huh? I hate, None of them? I hate this guy because he made me hate him from that 80s movie Lipstick where he rapes the uh, 12-year-old girl. Oh, I didn't see that one. Yeah, it's called Lipstick. It. Okay. Yeah, and I, I just hate Colin Farrell. Why do you hate Colin Farrell? I don't know. I Bullseye. just don't care for Bullseye, him. Bullseye, man. Daredevil, yeah. right? That, William, no. that uh, uh, Ben Affleck. Daredevil movie. Oh yeah, the oh, he was a motherfucker. I don't think I watched that because you don't like Ben Affleck. <laughs> all right, all right. I see what you're doing. How about the lighter side, phone booth? <laughs> uh, phone booth. Uh, I just don't care for like I'll watch his movies. I don't like him detective. because of Miami Vice. That was oh. that was not I good. I do that was not, not like him from that movie. You can't blame him solely for Miami Vice, though. I mean, there was a lot of components there, and none of them were good. 
All right, anyway, <laughs> buddy, what do you think? Chris Sarandon or Colin Farrell? I'm going to say Chris Sarandon. I agree. Because Colin Farrell was all right. He did like a construction worker vampire yeah. where he was always like in a wife beater and he was like, you know, showing off his guns mm-hmm. and stuff. I get that. But Chris Sarandon is just so Suave. fucking smooth. Yeah. Smooth in this one. He's going to yeah. bang your 16-year-old girlfriend and ain't shit you can do about it. There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> right? You were about to lose your virginity and now it ain't going to happen. Shit, mm. it's not going to happen. Dude. Well, you probably... Uh, anyway, we'll get into that. All right, here we go. Uh, yeah, it's Fright... You've probably seen this one, Inmates. It is uh, Fright Night. We start things off in a suburban neighborhood. I'm going to say somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. It's got a very crunchy groove kind of a vibe to it, if you know what I mean. Very rainy, very uh, old country kind of a feel. Suburbs, uh, a young man, high school student, played by William Ragsdale, is going to be making out with his girlfriend, played by Amanda Bearsay. Bierce? Bearsay? Anybody recognize her? She used to be in all the 80s teenage... You will remember her as Marcy Darcy from Married with Children. She was the cunty next door neighbor that was always oh, up yeah. Bundy's ass. Yeah. Oh, I was looking at this picture and I was like, "Who? Wow, who is this woman? Wow. This one right here." I was like, yeah, well, "Who now, is that?" Well, she's gone full on lesbian now. So Whew. it's, but I mean, she was the pecking hen, yes. as Al called her. Yes, and <laughs> she uh, she actually went the full run of Married with Children, as I recall. Mm-hmm. So yeah. good for her. Um, he's making out with her and they're on the floor and they are rounding second base and she like stops him. Oh no, his name's Charlie. Uh, her name is Amy and she's like, stop, Charlie, stop. Oh, I'm not ready. And he's like, come on, Amy, come on. We've been going out for almost a year and all I hear is stop, Charlie, stop. See, these days... Sounds like married with children, doesn't it? Pretty much. (laughs) But these days, that's considered rape, Mm. and you're going to fucking jail, Charlie. (laughs) Yeah. She said stop more than once, so you're you're done. Uh, He gets up, and he's like, oh, God, Amy, come on. And she's like, okay, Charlie, okay. She gets up, she takes her blouse off and gets in the bed, and she's like, Charlie, I'm ready for you to make love to me. And he's like, hold on for a second, Amy. He goes and he looks out the window and he sees somebody moving into the house next door and they're carrying a fucking coffin into the basement via the storm storm doors outside. He's like, Amy, they're taking a coffin into the fucking basement. And she's like, Charlie, I'm ready for you to make love to me. If we had like a nickel for every single time that Amanda Bearsay says, Charlie, in this movie, we would probably, we would have at least a solid... $2.85. I promise you that. Uh, So she's all fired off. She's like, are you going to have sex with me or not? He's like, they got a coffin and they're taking it. That's it. I'm leaving. So she gets up. She gets out of the room. He chases her downstairs. Amy, hold on. Runs outside past Charlie's horny, sopping wet, dripping porn star mother who just wants to get a fucking banging in this movie. And she can't do it. Uh, she is ripe and ready, boys and girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, they run outside. He's, Mom, somebody's moving in next door. It's a couple of dudes, and I think they got a coffin. And she's like, ah, with my luck, I'm sure they're gay. Bah. 
She just wants to bang these the bang anybody really mm-hmm. with a hard dick. She'll take it. <laughs> uh, so Amy's like, "I'm leaving Charlie," and he's too busy spying on the neighbors. So she's like, "Huh," and walks out of the door. Cut to high school the next day. Uh, everything's going pretty cool. Uh, we meet one of Charlie's friends, a guy by the name of "quote unquote" Evil. Why do they call him Evil? Do you suppose? He's got like a high-pitched, shrill voice. He's played by Stephen Jeffries, mm-hmm. who probably has one of the worst overbites in film history. <laughs> which is odd, considering he also has a very illustrious career in gay pornography. Really? Seriously. Go to his IMDb page. It's 99% of it is like cock chuggers and oh my gosh. ball lickers 42 and things like that. You think I'm kidding, but I'm serious. Very prolific in the gay pornography community. But uh, he's got a very shrill voice. He seems like an all right guy. He's kind of annoying, if you ask me. And he's got like a weird pompadour haircut. And he's like, evil, I think there's a, some kind of a thing going on next door. Now, while Charlie and Amy were making out the night before, they had the TV on. And we met a dude who played like a zombo kind of a character, like an Elvira horror host. Dude by the name of Peter Vincent, played by Roddy McDowell. Uh, he hosts the late night horror show there in whatever the fuck town we're in. And apparently at one point, Peter Vincent had an illustrious film career as some kind of a franchise horror film actor. Peter Vincent Vampire Killer was his deal. And he would kill random vampires. At, and there's like a weird clip from the 70s or 80s where he was like stalking a hot chick. And she was a vampire about to bite somebody. And he's like, I am Peter Vincent. And I'm here to slay you. And she's like, bah! And they chase each other around. It's very exciting. So uh, Charlie's all fired off. He's like, I think there's a vampire next door, dude. They moved a coffin. And what are they doing with coffins? And uh, Evil, who, as Tom Hardy or uttered earlier in the show, gives off his, his <clears throat> weird catchphrase, Oh, Brewster, you're so cool! <sighs> uh I, if if evil was my friend, I wouldn't call him an evil. I would call him annoying. Because he's, he's got like an annoying, shrill voice. He seems like an all right guy other than that. Charlie's like, yeah, whatever, dude. You're a fuckface. Fuck off. Goes home that day. As he's getting back to his house after school, a taxi cab rolls up to the neighbor's house. And a screaming hot blonde pops out. And she's like... Oh, is this 1420 Brentwood? And he's like, oh, no, that's right next door over there. And she's like, oh, sorry. And then she walks up and goes into the neighbor's house, of which we just saw the casket moving into the night before. Um, That's very cool. Cut to that night. Uh, Amy's over again for another makeout session. And on the news pops up a murder situation where the screaming hot blonde was found dead by the train tracks. So now... Uh, Charlie recognizes the prostitute. You're like, yeah, she's a prostitute. Uh, recognizes her, and he's like, oh, God. that she, was, she went into the weird casket house the other day. That's a motherfucking vampire over there, dude. Nobody believes him. He goes downstairs, talks to his mom. Mom, that's a vampire. Uh, Amy's like, dude, you're crazy. I'm officially breaking up with you, and you came within a pubic hair of having sex with me, but you're too busy spying on the motherfucking neighbors, so... Peace right out. Okay, fair enough. He's all bent about this possible neighbor that may or may not be uh, a vampire. So he stays up late that night. 
and he's checking out the neighbor. He's sitting by his window, and he's got his binoculars out. He's like, I'm going to get to the bottom of this vampire shit, and I'm going to find out what's really going on. Uh, 11, 11 o'clock at night, he, uh, the, the lights come on in the neighbor's house, and uh, wouldn't you know, there's another screaming hot chick over there, and there's Chris Sarandon, who is now we've now identified as the neighbor, and yeah, that, Buddy just brought up Stephen Jeffries' uh, IMDb page. What do we have here? Transsexual prostitutes too, of course. Yeah, buff and gay from 1997. Black men, white men from 1997. Butt blazer. I but, was trying to find an actual butt blazer. Movie. Now he performed in the gay porn world as Sam Ritter, not as Stephen Jeffries. Rest yep. assured, it is in fact Stephen Jeffries, huh. and he's very open about his gayness. And hmm. like, if you bump into him at a convention, he'll be like, "Yeah, I did gay porn too. Paid my bills that way." No, probably yeah. <laughs> paid a lot. But I'm money. not gay. Oh, he's gay. He's full on gay. Make yeah. no make no mistake about that. I didn't realize he was a nine seven six evil. Also, yes, he was. I was like, oh yeah, yes, he was. Kind of weird how you can go from gay porn to horror mm-hmm. and just flip flop like that. Yeah. yeah, very nice, very <clears throat> versatile there. Uh, it's almost as if he's a top and a bottom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's kind of fun. He's up there and he's spying on the neighbor and he's like, I'm going to catch this dude in some fucking vampirism shit. And wouldn't you know, he walks, the, in walks Chris Sarandon with the. Uh, he was pretty buff. Okay. Now we're doing a full IMDb image search. <laughs> Clearly, the maturity of my co host is shining through here. What does his penis look like, I wonder? <laughs> Why? You don't want to see No, I don't. I don't want to actually see that one. All right, Troy. I already stopped it. Now I got to It was boy on boy, Okay, that's that's, that's good. (laughs) So he's up there, and he sees uh, his new neighbor uh, getting all behind a hot chick, and her bra comes off, and we get to see some boobies for a second. Mm -hmm. And then we get to see, like, a quick vampire almost bite, but then... uh, the neighbor looks at Charlie with his binoculars, and he's like, hey, I see you got your dick in your hand over there. And then he closes the shades, and Charlie's like, oh, I'm going to beat off to that. <laughs> Boom. That's the end of that. <laughs> Cut to the next day. Back at high school, uh, everything's a little intense because Charlie's now dead set concerned that he has a vampire living next door. Uh, makes an arrangement to meet up with Amy at, I guess, like a local um, burger shop. And uh, while he's there, Amy's there, and sh- she shows up, and she's like, oh, is this some elaborate ruse to get back together with me, Charlie? <laughs> and Charlie's like, oh, yeah, I was thinking we should get back together. But then behind her shoulder on the TV, another news article pops up, <laughs> and there we have the dead body of the naked hot chick that he saw the night before. Mm-hmm. She's like, it's a motherfucking vampire, dude. Yeah. Amy's like, Charlie, no. Oh, God. And goes running out of there. But Evil is there. And he's like, oh, no, Brewster. You got a vampire living next door. (laughs) 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 So uh, Charlie's all fired off. He's like, oh, fuck this fucking shit. No way do I have a vampire in my neighborhood living next door to me, uh, sucking the blood out of hot chicks. Which I get, I get to see naked before they die, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. But at the same time, hey, you can't be killing people. It's hard to report it when you see that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> how did you know? 
I just uh, I had a suspicion that she was there, really. Uh, go through my sock drawer. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 not that one. Not that one. So, uh, why is the bottom of your windowsill all white and crusty? Oh, wow. Well, just, I don't know. So the manufacturing flaw, I guess. Uh, so, now he runs home to his mom. And he's like, Mom, fucking vampire next door. Mom's like, hey. I, I got somebody here in the living room that uh, would like to meet you. And he's like, what? No, I, we can't talk about it. He's like, oh, I want you to meet our new neighbor, Jerry Dandridge, mm. who lives next door. And it's played by Chris Sarandon. He's yeah. like, hey, Charlie, how are you, buddy? And he's like, oh, it's a fucking vampire. He doesn't say it right there on the spot, but he's like, ah. He's like, hey, your mom invited me in. Mm-hmm. Now, previous to that, Evil gave him the big, uh, the big uh, kryptonite moment where he said, "You got nothing to worry about because vampires can't come in unless they're invited by the owner of the property." Mm-hmm. Hey, Charlie, nice to meet you. Your mom invited me in, so I'll be stopping by regularly just to see how you guys are doing. Oh, boy. <gasps> what am I gonna do now? I don't know. Charlie's all fired off. Yeah, uh, Jerry was a nice dude. A nice guy right there. He's like, hey, nice to meet you there, partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, your mom seems like a nice lady. I just live next door. I keep odd hours, so don't mind me. Uh, I'm a, mm-hmm. what do you say, an antiques collector or dealer or some shit like that. So, uh, you know, I got a lot of weird boxes and shit coming in and out of the house. Don't mind that either. <laughs> Charlie's like, oh, God. Ignore the dead bodies. Yeah, oh, got a <laughs> casket in there. You're a vampire. Uh, so Charlie hauls ass. He's up out of there. He runs up to his room and gets evil on the phone. We're going to put some garlic around, you know, do all that shit. Uh, Jerry shows up a couple hours later back in the Brewster house. Mm-hmm. Uh, just waltzes in, checks on mom. Mom's got one of those, uh, sleeping masks. It's amazing in the eighties how much clothes people wore to bed. You know what I mean? <laughs> At least in TV and movies and stuff. Yeah. Mom had like the robe, the jammies underneath, like a weird hair uh, hat situation. I don't know what that was. I know. I guess we all wore shower caps 24-7 <laughs> in the 80s. And on top of that, the head, uh, what do you call the blinders? The blinders, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What, is there a marching band walking through your room in the middle of the night that you need all that stuff? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. That's what you do. But anyway, he walks up on her. And he's like, oh, you know, he's, Jerry's got the long fingers with the fingernails. Got a lot of finger movement in this action, mm. in this, this movie. He's like, oh. And then he walks into Charlie's room. He breaks the doorknob and the door frame on mom's room so she can't get out. And then he walks up on Charlie's room and he's like, Charlie, I know you saw me with that chick the other night. I'm going to make you a deal. You shut your fucking mouth and I won't kill you and your mom. Agreed? Mm-hmm. And Charlie's like, yeah, you son of a bitch. And then... Jerry is like on the verge of throwing him out of his own bedroom window, but then Char- Charlie grabs a pencil and stabs him in his own hand. So he's like, fuck! Flies out of there as a weird demon bat thing, goes back to his place, and then immediately calls Charlie on the phone. And he's mm-hmm. like, hey, you piece of shit, you stabbed me in the hand. Look, my offer stands, you keep your mm-hmm. fucking mouth shut, and we'll get along just fine. Yeah. And Charlie's like, no! Oh, you're a vampire, and I've got to put an end to this. I'd be like, I want perks, so we're going to sign a contract Look, right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here's the deal. You want, you want me to stay quiet about this? Mm-hmm. I'm a vampire, too. It's that simple. <laughs> right? I'll, I'll keep my mouth shut once i got some fangs in it. Mm-hmm. That's how it works, Jerry. We can get along just fine, me and you, but we got to talk shop first. So Jerry's like, hey, you motherfucker, I'm going to get you. By the way, your mom invited me in, so I can go over there and kill your ass anytime I want. Charlie's yeah. like... Charlie's like, oh, 
But Charlie hangs up the phone, looks to his left where his TV is on, and he sees again the great vampire killer Peter Vincent with his late night kind of cheesy TV horror hosting gig. And he's like, I am Peter Vincent, the great vampire killer. And here is the shitty fucking movie that we're going to watch this week. Enjoy that shit. (laughs) So Charlie's like, yeah, get him, Peter. How do you do it? You get like a steak and a fucking, okay, I need a hammer or two and uh, maybe some holy water. I'm on it. Don't forget the mirrors. And the mirror. I'm going to put a mirror in there. Yeah, I'm going to nail this prick. Uh, Charlie's like, yeah, right. I ain't going to do any of this shit. Mm -hmm. So he rolls up to the studio the next day thinking, I'm going to recruit the great Peter Vincent vampire killer. And he's going to be on my team. Uh, Peter Vincent just got fired from whatever shitty local <laughs> network this is, yeah. and he's walking out, and he's like, fuck this gig. Mm. I'm out of here. Charlie's like, hey, dude, I got a real fucking vampire in my neighborhood. I need your help. <laughs> sure, yeah. And, yeah, Peter's <laughs> like, uh-huh, yeah, 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 sure, pal. Whatever and I'm the crazy one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you believe in vampires, and I wish you would have written a letter to the uh, fucking... Uh, Project, the programmer, director here, guy, to keep my job. But no, I've just been fired, so you're not going to watch my show, and I'm not really a vampire killer. I just play one on TV. So uh, peace and love, dog. I'm out. Charlie's like, no, you got to help me. But Peter takes off. Uh, cut to that <clears throat> night. Charlie is preparing for full-scale war. He's got, like, garlic all up over his room. Candles. I don't know what the purpose of the candles was other than to make the place look more gothic. Fire. Fire, sure. He's sharpening steaks and he's got crucifixes <laughs> all over the place. Uh, in comes uh, Amy and Evil. And they're like, Charlie, we haven't heard from you in a couple of days. Uh, and you were almost about to bang my pussy. What the <clears> hell <throat> happened? And he's like, there's a goddamn vampire over there. Your pussy's going to have to wait. I'm going to bang your fucking pussy. Maybe in a week or two, because i got to deal with this motherfucker first. By the way, he's got a bunch of hot prostitutes over there, so that's kind of hot, too. Uh, Evil's like, Brewster, you're crazy. What is your problem? So Charlie kicks him out of his room. They hatch the ingenious scheme that they are going to convince Charlie that they're, that the neighbor is not a vampire. Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay, here's how we're going to do this. We're going to go get Peter Vincent, the Peter Vincent. The. We're going to have him <laughs> perform one of his vampire tests. Vampires aren't fucking real, so we don't have to worry about any of this shit. And then once he sees Peter <clears throat> Vincent proclaim this poor neighbor not to be a vampire then we can all move on with our lives and i can probably maybe lose my virginity somehow in this equation (laughs) is what we're thinking so off they go peter vincent's apartment they get in there he's on the verge of moving out because he's probably facing eviction Mm -hmm. uh he tells them though that he's got a big time movie offer which he probably doesn't uh amy offers a 500 hundred dollar savings bond I don't know what that uh, equates to in 1985 money. Probably about 500 bucks, I assume, right? Yeah. Yeah, if you waited your full seven years. So you have to wait seven years for the 500 bucks. Yes. Otherwise, it's like portion through. Uh, I used to get savings bonds from my parents when I was a kid. And they would always take me uh, to the bank to pre-cash them before they were ready. Okay. And yeah, I was like... Like fifty bucks. <laughs> so you got a five hundred dollars savings bond. But if you cash it in too early, you don't get the full five hundred. It's pre-portioned. 
so they, they're like, oh, we put this in your name. And they would always take me to the bank like every month. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I'm like, it's not really mine. Well, we got it for you. No, it's not really mine. What? Then why am I cash? You'll cash it seven years from now. I get the full 500 right? Okay, yeah. whatever. Uh, anyway, so she promises him a $500 savings bond. Good, good for you there, Amy. And he's like, okay, let's do it. So uh, off they go. They call Charlie, and he decides he's going to meet them. They also call Jerry, and they're like, hey, dude. We, clearly, you have a mentally disturbed kid living next door. He thinks you're a goddamn vampire. Let us come over and do our vampire test on you so that we can clear the air with this. And he's like, yeah, sure. Now, we're going to meet somebody else at this point. Jerry's uh, retainer, a guy by the name of Billy Cole. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know where Billy Cole came from or who the actor is that played him, but I've seen him in other stuff from the 80s. And he always plays a doofus because he's got like a doofus face. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know what his problem is. Maybe he's got Bell's palsy or something. But he's got like a very dumb looking face on him. Uh, Billy's like, okay, yeah. Uh, Well, a couple of things. Jerry is a born-again Christian. So um, no crucifixes, please. And no holy water. So, uh, Jerry and Billy get a big laugh out of this. And something else that's worth mentioning that I found odd, the amount of fruit that uh, Jerry Dandridge eats in this movie. Mm -hmm. Is it supposed to be like a sexual thing, you think? I think it is. Okay. I thought vampires didn't eat food, like human food normally. I mean, we're kind of off the rails already with the vampire mythos. But just like the constantly with the apples and the oranges and the... Peaches. I think there was like some kind of a sexual connotation to the, all of that. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, kind of strange. Like foreplay-ish type. Maybe. Fruits. Yeah. I don't uh, know. You're not into that? <laughs> yeah. Maybe like a. <laughs> I was thinking more of the the serpent thing, but I could be wrong too. Oh, sure. I'll yeah, buy that. Oh, that's that's kind of weird. Uh, that'll kind of come into play here in a few minutes. But uh, Jerry's like, yeah, come on over there. Uh, you can do your thing. Uh, no holy water, no crucifixes, please, because, you know, I'm a born-again Christian, and I don't want to, uh, you know, I find that sacrilegious. So, and they're like, okay, well, we'll leave the, we'll leave the uh, crucifixes out. I'll bring some regular old tap water. We'll tell Charlie it's holy water. He won't know the difference. And you drink it, and then he'll see you drink it. Uh, you're not going to burst into flames or anything, and then hopefully Charlie can got, get a goddamn good night's sleep and stop watching you bang prostitutes. <laughs> I think that's the real source of the problem here is that Charlie's <laughs> up all night watching you nail hot chicks, mm-hmm. which, to be honest with you, if I was 16 years old... would be doing the same thing. Fuck, that's better than pay-per-view, buddy. <laughs> yeah, right? A fucking neighbor bringing hot prostitutes, leaving the windows open? Yeah. Fucking hey. <laughs> I want some bricks. I want those windows left open. <laughs> I'm, gonna re- I'm coming in there. I'm going to rearrange your lighting situation. We're going to get a good angle. I might set up some cameras. I don't know. Some mics. <laughs> I want full audio. That's right. Testing. Testing. <laughs> so Jerry reluctantly agrees. In they come. They have to come after 6 p.m. because Jerry says he works weird hours. So they show up there. Charlie's all fired up. Uh, evil Amy. Uh, Peter Vincent and Charlie roll on up. They're met by Billy Cole. He's like, uh, hey, uh, Jerry, they're here. Come on down. Down walks Jerry. Now, this house, I love this house. This looks exactly like a vampire's house should. Full of cobwebs, stained glass windows, uh, fucking boxes, dark as shit, old mahogany. It looks just like you would expect it to look. Down Mm -hmm. comes Jerry. 
walking down this uh, master staircase from a stained glass window. You're going to love that. He's like, hey, you guys want to do a uh, vampire test on me? Right? Yeah, let's do it. Everybody's kind of getting a little chuckle out of this. Oh, you're a vampire. <laughs> so uh, they uh, they give him the holy water. He's like, yep, bottoms up, drinks it, no problem. Uh, everything's cool. He's like, well, th- how do you know that was holy water, Charlie? Oh, well, uh, did you see the priest bless it? And Peter Vincent's like, yeah, of course I did, Charlie. Don't be a fucking nutsack. You're being rude, by the way. This is a nice guy. He's got a nice house. Let's get the fuck out of here, please. Uh, as he's leave, as they're leaving, though, Peter pulls out his compact to check his Peter mm-hmm. Vincent vampire killer makeup, and he sees, of course, that Jerry is not casting a reflection. Miss mm-hmm. Monica. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, we got a real vampire on our hands here. Yeah. How does a vampire ever know if he looks good or not? Uh, he has his friends draw fun, fun caricatures. <laughs> you know, like, That's kind of what you look like. I uh, look at that. No, okay. They can't ever go, God, I look good today. Yeah, no, no. You just lots kinda, of practice. Yeah. Um, I'm a vampire. I always look good, right? <laughs> yeah. Click on the sexy and I'm out the door. I, I come out of the coffin and poof. Really? Hey. Even if I don't look good, chicks are going to bang me anyway. Because I'm a vampire. So. And I'm smooth. And I'm smooth. So, I mean, who gives a shit what I look like? Uh, so, Peter is like all frazzled. He's like, oh, oh, yeah, sorry. Sorry to waste your time. We got to get the fuck out of here. Grabs everybody mm-hmm. and runs out. Uh, Charlie's like, dude, what's up with you, man? You're mm-hmm. frazzled all of a sudden. And Peter's like, no, nothing, no, no, no problem. Charlie grabs him. He's like, okay, look, dude, I checked my compact in there, and that motherfucker isn't uh, casting a reflection. Yep. And he's like, because I told you he's a goddamn vampire. Peter's like, nope, see ya, punches the gas and hauls ass out of there. Mm-hmm. Charlie's like, dude, uh, the fuck is he, yeah, they're, 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 what I tell you, he's a real goddamn vampire. Now, while mm-hmm. they were inside Peter's house, Charlie did some snooping and poking around and looking at shit, and he found what appeared to be a very old painting of a young lady who looked just like Marcy Darcy from Married with Children. What? What the what? (laughs) I'm serious. It's Marcy Darcy from Married with Children. It's actually Amy, his girlfriend, and she... Oddly enough, in this very old uh, painting, had a very 80s haircut. Yeah. Funny that. Uh, regardless, he's like, oh, we got to get her. And then if you notice, while they were in there, uh, Jerry and Amy had like a hot little eye contact thing where he's like, Amy, nice to meet you. And she's like, oh, oh Jerry, how are you? Oh. You know how the chicks do it with the vampires. Mm-hmm. And uh, then Charlie's like, hey, oh, we got to go. So off they go. Now, they decide they're going to walk Amy home first. Apparently, Amy lives 14 miles away. And right. they have to cut through some very seedy neighborhoods in this very <laughs> small Midwestern town mm-hmm. to get to Amy's house. So off they go. It's evil, Charlie and Amy. And uh, they're, they're going to walk Amy home first. I have to cut through the seedier section of town. Uh, which means in 1985 talk, a lot of steamy back alleys. Where's all the steam coming from in these back alleys? Is there Sewers. A, saunas is what I say. <laughs> I think they're secretly lined with saunas and fat guys in towels walking in and out where all the steam comes out for no reason. <laughs> yeah. What the hell with the steam, man? But uh, it's dark and it's steamy and uh, about halfway through this weird labyrinthine corridor of back alleys and steam and dumpsters and stuff, Evil's like, ah, let's cut through this alley. 
Charlie's like, no way! It's steamy and dark. No, fuck that. Let's stick to the main street here. And Charlie's like, Brewster, you're so cool! I'm going to cut through the alley anyway! He's like, okay, go ahead. Uh, Off goes evil. About five minutes later, they hear the, ah, yeah, yeah! So they go running back there, and they're like, evil, what the hell? And he's like, oh, he got me, Brewster! Oh, he killed me! He turned me into a vampire! I'm going to give you a hickey! And they're like, you motherfucker, quit fucking with us. And uh, evil's like, ah, I got you! So off goes Charlie and Amy again. This time, Jerry shows up, mm-hmm. and he's following evil around. And uh, he they go through like this whole labyrinth of alleys and steam and dumpsters and garbage and evil falls 13 times and then eventually jerry pops up behind him and he's like hey man you're uh you're running around here what, what's you okay you all right and evil's like ah. so jerry's like hey i i get it dude nobody likes you because kind of annoying and unattractive but if you take my hand you don't have to worry about that anymore mm-hmm. so naturally evil takes jerry's hand <clears throat> and becomes a vampire mm-hmm. ah shit evil immediately Ooh, goes, lucky guy fucking right yeah <laughs> uh i'll come to you jerry I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll see you at your you don't even have to get out of the coffin i'll meet you in there uh evil I'm sure he would, would too. <laughs> so, uh, i want the chris sarandon not the, the colin farrell guy okay that guy's a little weird <gasps> Uh, (laughs) so evil immediately hauls ass to peter vincent's apartment where he's been given orders by jerry to kill peter vincent gets there gets in there he's like oh it's me i'm a vampire now Ah!" he had that crazy look that's stupid (laughs) i will say this the vampire effects for being 1985 pretty good good in this one he's like Everybody makes fun of me, but I'm going to kill the great Peter Vincent. And then uh, Peter Vincent puts a cross to his forehead, and he's like, Gah! Steam comes out, and he jumps out the window, window, and Peter Vincent's like, Well, fuck me. Look at this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a believer. What the fuck is all this shit all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah. That's what we've been trying to tell you. Ah, shit. <laughs> Catch back up to Charlie and Amy. They're still stuck in this seedy part of town to get to Amy's place wherever that is mm-hmm. uh they're cutting through the alleys jerry shows up and starts quietly stalking them through the alleys they spot mm-hmm. him so they get spooked and run into a nightclub which apparently was a thing you could do at 16 years old mm-hmm. in 1985 mm-hmm. i was 16 years old in 1995 and i can assure you i had a hard time getting into a 7-eleven right let alone a nightclub or a strip club or really? uh, a rated R movie, for that matter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a real motherfucker. I was 12, and I was denied a rated R movie. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, even with my parents, I couldn't get in. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, they just run right into this uh, this uh, nightclub where everything's hopping and bopping. Uh, they get in there, and they're going to call Peter Vincent because Jerry is now uh, uh, stalking him. They call him. Peter's like, I can't talk now. It's There's too much crazy. And they're like, no, you have to come down here and help us. While that's going on, Peter or uh, Jerry shows up in the nightclub. Now, only a vampire can get away with rocking some sweatpants and a pajama shirt in a nightclub and still pull ass. Not, now, not just any vampire, but it has to be the Chris Sarandon Jerry Dandridge. Because mm-hmm. that's how exactly how he rolls. He's got some pajama pants on, or uh, some sweatpants and a pajama t-shirt, and he's just strolling. Just strolling through this club. 
makes eye contact with Amy. And you were wondering how he's dressed. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Now. He doesn't know what he looks like. He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't know, know what he looks like. <laughs> he's out there in his jammies pulling ass, this fucking guy. I love him. Uh, he's got, he locks eyes with Amy, and you can tell Amy's getting hot and bothered. Oh, because, yeah. like, every scene we cut back to Amy, she looks just a little sluttier. Oh, yeah. First, she's, like, all conservative with the jean jacket and the bow in the hair and the very tight... Uh, whatever you call that perm, eighties perm, mm-hmm. and then like the second time the bow's missing, and then the third time the hair is just a little poofed out, mm. and then the fourth time the jean jacket is gone, and then Jerry just swoops up behind her and just he's just he's got her mm-hmm. baby. He's got. They do a slow dance to a very annoying song, which does not fit the dance at all whatsoever. It's uh, I don't know what the fucking name of the song is, but it doesn't make any sense. Because they're doing like a very slow, sensual, lambada style, I'm about to fuck you on the dance floor kind of a dance. God, it, I'm over here thinking, God, how wet could she possibly be at this point? <laughs> <laughs> and in the background, you're hearing like, boop a doop boop boop ready for the weekend. boop a doop boop boop It's stupid. <laughs> Uh, eventually Charlie gets off the goddamn phone and he's like, Amy! And then by then, Jerry's already walking out oh, yeah. with Amy. Uh, eventually, uh, one of the bouncers accosts uh, Charlie. Did you guys recognize that bouncer at all? Mm-mm. I forget the name of the actor, but he played Ali in Friday the 13th Part 3, the head of the biker gang. Oh. Yeah, he's only in this movie for like 14 seconds. He shows up and he's like, hey, where you going? And Jerry goes into full vampire mode, slashes him across the face, grabs his big muscular friend and throws him, in, which causes a big panic in the nightclub. Everybody goes running for the front door. And that's when Jerry grabs um, Charlie and he's like, hey, man, got your girlfriend here. I'm going to take her home with me and probably fuck her. Uh, mm-hmm. You want to see her alive again? You grab Peter Vincent, come over to my place. We'll hash the whole thing out there. And he's like, no, Amy, what are you doing? Okay, bye, Charlie, bye. Amy, by the way, is like, oh, 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 he's going to fuck me up. (laughs) All right, so cut back to Peter Vincent's place. Charlie goes hauling ass over there. Peter, we have to stop him. He's going to do, he's going to got, he's got Amy. And Peter's like, yeah, I know, your friend showed up. He's still fucking annoying and he's a vampire now, but I put a cross on his forehead and it burned him and it pissed him all off. He's like, yeah, I know. I followed him out to the Jeep, and Evil was in the back of the Jeep, and he was like, ah! Yeah, so the whole thing. So we know that Evil's a vampire. We know that they're at Jerry's place. We got to get over there, and we got to rescue Amy is what we got to do. So Peter Vincent is like, God damn it! I am Peter Vincent, great vampire hunter! So he breaks out his fucking toolbox. <laughs> and his uh, lackluster Hollywood makeup with his fake ass hair dye. And he's like, I'm going to go slay a vampire for real. <laughs> and Charlie's like, Yeah, come on, we got to go get my girlfriend. So they go running over there. The first person they run into is Billy Cole, the weird retainer. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Billy's like, Hey, why don't you guys just fuck off? All right. He's got the girl. Uh, he's up there right now, probably having sex with her. So uh, she's his, and there ain't much mm-hmm. you can do. And they're like, No, we're going to stop him. So Billy's like, No, you ain't. Uh, run up on Billy. Uh, Peter Vincent has a revolver on him. So he pulls it out and shoots Billy once, falls down the stairs, big puff of smoke. Here comes Billy again. This time one of his eyes is looking the wrong way. Shoots him three or four more times, falls down again, another big puff of smoke. Up comes Billy again. He's like, I'm going to get you this time. Uh, this time Charlie pulls out like a plank or a piece of wood and stabs him in the heart. And now Billy uh, basically dissolves into a puddle, which is pretty cool from a special effects standpoint. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, from there, we're going to cut upstairs to Jerry and Amy, who are getting it on, my friends. Mm-hmm. On Now, there's a weird scene here, and I think you guys are with me on this, but he clearly slipped a finger inside. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Right? Was yeah. that not obvious? Uh, Amy wakes up, and she's like, oh, where am I? What's going on? And Jerry's there, and he takes his shirt off, and he's like, you're with me, my love. And he shows her the picture of her old self with the 80s haircut. She's like, what is that? And they start making out for a second. Mm -hmm. And then Amy undoes her dress, and she's like, I want you to fuck me. She doesn't say that. Uh, And then out of nowhere, they start making out again, and they're just sitting there. And then you see Jerry's hand slide down, and then she goes, "Ah, ah, ah!" Yeah. Yeah. He just... Right up the well, old... She probably had an orgasm pro- at the same time. Well, probably busted her hooey and then right up the old... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so that's clearly what happened. What she pro- I mean, he's got some long fingers to begin with. And then he's got those fucking nails, dude. Oh, he probably yeah. did some damage there with that. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's why she's a lesbian God, now. Give me a shit. Stop it. Stop what you're doing. Cut. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Yeah. So that's pretty gnarly. <laughs> but then Jerry's just like, shh, shh. And then they just kind of stare at each other for a few, a few more minutes. And then Jerry gets up and walks out. Cut to uh, after the big uh, confrontation with Billy uh, Glide there. Right after Billy gets killed, Jerry shows up on the staircase, puts the pimp hand down on Charlie, knocks his ass out clean, and flips him over the, the railing there mm-hmm. on the, uh, the, hand, the staircase. Uh, Peter Vincent is like, I don't want that. I don't want the, the pimp hand. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. He goes hauling ass right out the front door. So Jerry's like, you fucking pussy. Uh, takes unconscious Charlie upstairs and leaves him in the room that Amy's in. Now, Amy got finger popped and bitten by a vampire. So she's about to turn into a very horny vampire herself. And a much more attractive young lady, if you ask me. Yeah. Suddenly, her hair's long, and she's kind of sweaty, mm-hmm. and she's got the her eyes are all black, and she's got fangs, of course, but much hotter than Marcy Darcy, mm-hmm. if you ask me. <clears throat> Charlie comes to, he's like, oh, it's Amy. Amy, come on, we're going to get you the fuck out of here. She's locked in full-on, like, Sibian orgasm mode. She can't, mm-hmm. oh, uh, oh, look at my fangs. Oh, I'm going to have another one. Oh. And Charlie's like, damn, girl, uh, we'll settle this next door in my bedroom, but we got to get you out of here first. And as soon as he sees the fangs, he's like, oh, hell no. Back outside, Peter has grown a pair of balls. And he's like, god damn vampires. You made me make a pussy out of myself, and I'm not going to have that. I'm running back inside. Mm -hmm. So he gets up there. Uh, Jerry's nowhere to be seen. He hears Mm -hmm. the moaning and groaning coming from the upstairs room. So he's like, Charlie, we got to get you out of here. And Charlie's like, yeah, the door's stuck. He's like, okay, you make a bunch of noise. I'm going to kick the door in. Mm -hmm. So Charlie's like, hey, let me out of here. Come on. Jerry's like, oh, I think uh, Amy just woke up, and she's about to kill Charlie. Excellent. My plan has worked out perfectly. Peter breaks the door down. He sees half-assed vampire Amy uh, writhing in the corner. He's like, dude, going to have to kill this one too, bro. Nothing I can do about it. She's a vampire, and that's kind of my job, so I'm going to have to kill her. Charlie's like, no, 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 no. Hold on. You said, <laughs> I get some first. <laughs> yeah. You said in Orgy of the Dead that if we killed the, ha- the head vampire, then uh, all the other minor half-assed vampires would revert back to normal and peter's like well so far everything in the movies has been correct so i guess we'll go with that let's just go kill jerry so off they go to fight jerry uh big battle i'm not gonna uh, there's not i 
can't really break it down for you. But needless to say, Jerry's putting a pretty good ass kicking on Peter and Charlie. Mm-hmm. Uh, they break out the crucifixes, and Jerry laughs at him. He's like, "You got to have faith for that shit to work, you jackass." Uh, unfortunately, Jerry isn't really paying attention to the the time, and uh, the stained glass window behind him is broken. And Peter Vincent's like, I don't have to have faith. I've got time. And then as the sun's coming up, and Peter's like, oh, shit, fucking sunlight. He turns into the demon bat, flies down into the basement. They follow him down into the basement. Amy also follows him down in the basement. She's like 75% vampire now and has a very ugly face. Mm-hmm. She's got like a gorilla face all of a sudden. That's not cool, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a banging body, but I don't need the gorilla face. <laughs> she comes out. She's like, what's the matter, Charlie? You don't want to have sex with me anymore? <laughs> ah! So Charlie's like, God damn it, no. Uh, Jerry's down there, and he's trying to get into his coffin. Uh, they found, like, the secret door panel that opens up the thing to leads to the coffin chamber. So Peter's like, I got you now, you motherfucker. And Jerry's like, no, you don't. I'm going to get in my coffin, and you can't get me once I get in there. And uh, But at the same time, Amy's attacking Charlie. So Charlie's like, God damn it, Peter, get her off me. So Peter's got to decide between killing uh, Peter and helping Charlie. And he's like, hey, the fucking shit. Uh, in the struggle, though, uh, like a... Silver dollar size hole in one of the painted out windows broke, mm-hmm. and a single ray of sunshine got through, and it hit Amy in the face. And oh. she's like, "God, fucking shit!" And Peter's like, "Gotcha!" <laughs> Bust out all the fucking windows as fast as you can. So Charlie and Peter go around busting out all the windows. Uh, eventually, they kind of set this fun little trap where Peter or uh, Jerry has the option of getting into his coffin or killing Peter Vincent. Naturally, he decides to lunge at Vincent after talking a bunch of shit. Uh, Right behind Peter is a curtain covering a window. Charlie pulls it at the last second. Mm -hmm. Big thing of sunlight comes in Mm -hmm. and fries uh, Jerry Dandridge. Mm -hmm. And there you have it. Now, a couple of things I didn't mention. Uh, Evil showed up at, I want to say, Charlie's mom's house and tried to kill Peter there. Evil is the most worthless vampire ever. (laughs) That guy can't make a ham sandwich without fucking it up. He even turned into a wolf this time. And he still fucked it up. Uh, Peter killed evil on the spot, or so we thought. But at the very end of the movie, as uh, Charlie and Amy are on their second hot, possibly virginity loss session. Well, let's be honest. Amy already lost her virginity. Uh, you see like some glowing eyes outside of Charlie's window. And then you're ah, ha, ha, you're so cool, Brewster. Ah. And then that's the end of your movie. <laughs> what did you guys think of Fright Night from 1985? It's a fun movie. <laughs> yeah, I can't... <sighs> You're not into it? No, I like the movie, but it's just... I don't feel like it's a horror movie. It's more... It's almost like kid movie. Yeah. I mean, there's there's some boobs in it, and it's got a, it's got a hard R rating. Mm-hmm. So, um... I, I would be more than comfortable showing this to my kids, but they've seen far worse already. I almost feel like watching a Christopher Lee Dracula movie, it would be creepier than this for well, some reason. A Christopher Lee Dracula is mm-hmm. a villain. He's a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't want to fuck your mom. He doesn't want to, I mean, he's going to kill some some hot chicks, but he's not going to like show up and be like, hey man, how's it going? He's looking to fuck some shit up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Jerry, on the other hand, is very likable. I like Jerry. Yeah. Or I like Chris Saran and Jerry. I didn't care for Colin Farrell and Jerry. Yeah, I just, yeah, I think it's more for kids. Um, Minus the boobs, mm-hmm. yeah, probably. I don't know if it was the two actors that just made it seem like a comedy instead for me who which two actors evil yeah evil and the other guy 
I don't know about evil, man. I don't. For, I feel sorry for him because I feel like he was kind of an outcast. But was it just his voice that was so annoying? No, everything about he him. Was a pretty, his whole look. No he wonder he did annoying. game movies. Yeah, he's a pretty annoying dude, man. I don't know. I don't know. Poor about guy. That. Yeah, I feel bad. <laughs> You know? Him and porn. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> I am sure that in at least one of those hundreds of pornos that he made, at some point he yelled out, Brewster, you're too cool or something. <laughs> right? Oh, yuck. All it's right. worth a watch it's for sure. Definitely worth a watch. Yeah. This this is one that will probably show show up in the pediatric ward. I could easily see my my kids watching this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave out uh, Stephen Jeffrey's gay porn career, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, good show, comedy elements, boobs, weird Marcy Darcy in a kind of a somewhat. The, you know what? Way. This kind of I feel like it would be in the same category as uh, Once Bitten. Oh, totally. Yeah. These two movies. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, this one feels more horror than Once Bitten. Once yeah. Bitten, I felt oh, like yeah. a straight comedy. Yeah, that's just they're just not scary enough. Is that the one with Jim Carrey? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's what I thought. There's yeah. another one very similar to it. Hmm. Um, Love at First Bite, I think it was. Oh! George Hamilton. I know which one you're talking about, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, inmates, let's take us a little break. We'll come back with some other stuff, yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
If you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back. Yeah. If there are any vampires out there, uh, there are several houses in my neighborhood available for sale. (laughs) I can tell you right now, I'm not going to see a fucking thing. Uh, I mean, I will when when you when the prostitutes start rolling in. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep an eye on them. <laughs> but uh, as far as like moving bodies, I don't know nothing. I yeah. didn't see nothing. Um, I would like to be a vampire. If you want to strike some kind of a deal with me, I'm open to negotiation. I'm just putting that out there. All right, are you guys ready to get into this week's Terradome? Oh yeah. Yep. No tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains in. I'm going to bash them right the fuck in. I'll kill you all. I'll drive you crazy. I'll kill you all. Let's dream come true. Six-year-old child with this blind, pale, emotional face. Welcome to the Terradome. 
First last week's winners. In round three of the Asylum Conference, we had Ghostface versus The Tall Man. Like all the others, the town fell. The boy, the ice cream man, and their newfound female companion fled before the fall, but the tall man would find them eventually. Amidst the rubble and the carnage, one more body, several sentinels lodged in its flesh, and a bloody ghost mask covering its face. With a vote of 9-2, to two, the tall man advances over Ghostface. Yay! Who didn't see that one coming, right? Oh, right. Does anybody... <laughs> I, know, I mean, I know there are fans of the Scream franchise out there, but is anybody that into Ghostface? So I guarantee you somebody out there has a Ghostface tattoo, Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. Nah. I could Google it right I, now. Yeah, I'm sure they're it. out there. I'm sure, they're, I'm sure it's mostly chicks. Chicks, for some reason, love the Scream movies. Oh, okay, yeah. For, I don't know why. I think it's like the whole teen beat steamed drama to it, you know? The Sidney Prescott, Matthew Forlorn. Love. I only liked the first one because I knew who the two killers were and they were hot. Oh, God. With your, Matt, with your Matthew Lillard obsession. And Skeet. Skeet? Oh, Skeet. he's got those dark hypnotizing eyes Recent oh my hair. god he looks like a drug addict yum <laughs> yum <laughs> i wonder what he looks like now i'll have to I'm look sure it's <laughs> oh, man. let's take a Don't look at this like week's. A drug oh, yeah. now he's an overweight balding drug <laughs> let's take a look at this week's matchup in the asylum conference round four <clears throat> as usual inmates bear with me i'm not a writer it wasn't her fault the child was a victim of circumstance. That was what she kept telling herself anyway. She knew it was a lie. She had been driving nonstop for days. Tired, road-weary, and probably dehydrated, she began to nod off at the wheel. Then somewhere along the back roads of West Virginia, the child appeared on the road. Probably chasing a ball or a dog or some other toy, she ran the poor boy over like an unaware raccoon. She stopped, panicked, wanted to help, but knew she couldn't. The boy was already dead. Heather had to keep moving or risk being caught by the cult of Metatron, risk being taken back to Silent Hill. She resolved to make an anonymous phone call at the next filling station. It was all the time she could afford. A few hours and a few hundred miles later was when it first appeared. Something huge and horrible. At first she thought it was just another delusion, but then it crushed her stolen car. Pumpkinhead had come for vengeance, the boy's final absolution. In the Asylum Conference, round four, we have Pyramid Head versus Pumpkin Head. Now, a couple of things I'd like to point out before you guys vote. In uh, Pumpkin Head Part 2, which is a batshit crazy movie, mm-hmm. Pumpkin Head actually grew wings and could fly. <laughs> but in Silent mm-hmm. Hill Revelation, mm-hmm. we saw Pyramid, Pyramid Head actually throw the sword. Giving mm-hmm. him a ranged attack. That being said, buddy, how say you? <laughs> Pyramid Head. Pyramid Head. Monica? This is tough. This is a tough one. Because Pyramid Head is, I mean, he is stuck in that place where Pumpkin Head can leave. He can. Like, they start fighting, I'm out of here. Pumpkin Head will follow you wherever <laughs> you go, as we saw in Pumpkin Head Part 3. Three. But I just don't know how he would kill Pyramid Head. Yeah, how he would take him out. But I don't know. I don't know. The Pyramid Head would have the wherewithal to track down 
the guy that summoned Pumpkinhead and kill him because that's the only way you can kill Pumpkinhead. Yeah, and unless that guy shows up or a pyramid headed, I'm going to take Pumpkinhead. Okay, ah, you're putting me on the spot, you motherfuckers. This is logic, buddy. Uh, but there's not a lot of logic in our franchise. <laughs> <laughs> there's not a lot of logic. Really, I think. I think I'm going to give the advantage to Pyramid Head. I think he's got a bit of a range attack. He's got armor plating covering his head and most of his upper torso. Um, I'm just going to go with Pyramid Head. I don't. I, I don't. This is a fifty-fifty. It is. It could go either way. Because he can't be killed because he'll just keep coming back. Right. And Pumpkinhead, like you said, can't be killed unless you find the guy. Right. So. But you have acid, like the Ed Harley situation where the guy comes to you because he grew a <clears throat> conscious all of a sudden and he wants to stop Pumpkinhead, which is a real, very real possibility. I don't know, I'm just putting it out yeah. there. Yeah. It could either way. That's uh, two for Pyramid Head, one for Pumpkinhead. That's your Tarot Dome matchup for the weekend, mates. Get us your votes. The Mental Health Hotline is area code 775-387-0275 or the email is thepaddedroom2011 at hotmail.com. In the meantime, my friends, we have to tell you what kind of movies we got to watch. In the case of these two over the last two months, because they haven't been here for that long. What are you looking at? God damn it. What are you looking at? Are you guys ready for a new Blind Dead movie? No way. Yes, way. Curse of the Blind Dead from 2021. Whoa. Currently streaming on Amazon Prime, if you're interested. I am interested. It is very... Well, the thing about the Blind Dead movies is, is that there is zero continuity in that franchise mm-hmm. at all. So... I think I passed by that and I was like, oh, look, that's the same name as the other movie and I just skimmed right past that's, it. That's about as far as it goes. I mean, it's oh. really all you need for a Blind Dead movie is undead Knights Templars. Mm-hmm. And you get that here. Very slow moving. Uh, these ones move a little bit faster. Oh, okay. So you have that. They eat babies in this one. That's oh, pretty wow. gnarly. There's some, ba- there's some baby stuff. Mm-hmm. This one takes place in a post-apocalyptic world oh. where we have a cult of Blind Dead worshippers uh, hanging around. Bam, wow. Yeah. Bam base, huh? okay. yeah. <laughs> yeah. They got uh, they got some cosplayers in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's interesting. Uh like I said, there's no continuity or really any kind of consistency in that franchise at all. Hmm. So you can really do whatever the fuck you want with the blind dead. As long as you dress them up that way. Right? As long as they are undead knights templars. Fuck, they've been on boats. Uh, they yeah. killed supermodels. Sometimes they ride horses. Uh, sometimes they move real slow. Other times they'll fast and they'll tackle your ass. Mm-hmm. Now they're eating babies. So there's okay. that. It's not a bad show. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. Hmm. It was refreshing to see a, a Blind Dead movie. Yeah. Saw that. Also saw another movie on Shudder called An Unquiet Grave. You guys got a chance to check this one out? Mm-hmm. Just hit a couple days ago. Uh, not a bad show. This guy, mm-hmm. uh, his wife dies in a car accident, so mm-hmm. he, using some weird witchcraft, finds a way to bring her back. 
Mm. But in order to do so, he has to get her identical twin sister to okay a body swap kind of a deal where the dead wife is going to take over her body. Oh, okay. But he doesn't tell her that. Mm. So he mm. has to lure her in with the promise of this resurrection. That, oh, by the way, you're dead and my wife is going to take over your body. It gets very weird. <laughs> and there's wow. some wacky sex stuff going on there, oh. too. Be prepared for that. That's all I'm looking at, Monica. You got anything, kiddo? Uh, I watched the new Conjuring. What'd you think? Uh, I liked it. Uh, that's that morgue scene? Woo! I was a little sad. What were you sad about? It wasn't really scary. Um, I dig the, the villain, the antagonist. Yeah. Oh. It sucks that she died. I was really into her. Uh-huh. I probably shouldn't have spoiled that, but... <laughs> Now that I think about it, but I was real. I want to know more about her. She had yeah. uh, there was tie-ins to that. Uh, what was that? The Disciples of the Ram, could, yeah, which was the cult that was in the Annabelle movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wanted to know. I want to know more about her and how she kind of digs into that. I was hoping that uh, what's her name, Valak, would make an appearance. She did oh. not, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was into it, man. I dug I, it. I wouldn't mind like some offset of that with the the guy and her. What guy? Uh, the dad and her. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because that. that. Yeah, that oh. was the tie-in. Was mm-hmm. that he was part of the, well, whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I was. I'm, so, I'm so, into so this. Was like, you know, I want to know more about that. Yeah. <laughs> you probably will. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm, I'm ready for another spinoff Conjuring movie. Whatever. Mm, why not? I watched uh, the new Cru- Cruella. What'd you think? I loved it. Buddy yeah. loved it. Yeah, I it was too. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Nice. She did such a good job. Very cool. Um, I got to watch uh, Ice Road. Was it called Ice Road? Yeah, Ice Road with Liam Neeson. Hmm. Yeah, that was a pretty good, well, a little unbelievable. Okay. Um, I got to watch The Quiet Place. I had to Part walk two. away. Part two? Yeah. Part two? Yeah. Really? Why'd you walk away? Things. I just... Mm, it didn't. You can't say there was there was too much talking because I guarantee you there was zero talking. It just <laughs> yeah. didn't keep me interested. Like huh, I okay. was just done. Like I was like, now this is kind of boring. <laughs> All right. And then uh, I watched. Oh, what is it called? A promising young woman. Oh, I've seen trailers for that. Oh, it looks interesting. Oh. Oh. Uh? Okay, Uh-oh. so it it's in the realm of like. Uh, I spit on your grave. Rape revenge. Oh, yeah, okay. but yeah. it was like I cried at the end. Like I was hysterical and went over to the lady that told me to watch it, and I was like, "Why did you make me watch that? <laughs> Why did that? you do that to me? Fucks me up right now. <laughs> You're such a bad person." Yeah, and, <laughs> and then I binged watched uh, Manifest. Okay, so that's <clears throat> what I was watching. Very cool, buddy. Uh, just uh, almost finished the first season of Manifest. Very cool. You both yeah. watch Manifest. <laughs> yeah. But you got a lot further than I did. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm on the hunt for three now. Oh, boy. <laughs> All righty. How about some immersion therapy then, shall we? Oh, yeah. Immersion therapy. I hate when they do this shit. They start a movie off and they drop all these Lovecraft references that only a Dorcas <clears throat> like me is going to get. And I'm all hot and bothered. I'm like, oh, yeah. Miskatonic. I was ready for it. Miskatonic University. Yeah. Fuck 
fuck yeah. And then what you give me is like 45 minutes of teens falling in love. Yeah. Fuck you. Did you you guys got to watch Intersect? No, unfortunately. Monica, yeah? I didn't. Don't do it. Don't no. even do it. I, I get what they, they okay, so these two guys, well, three one's guys, nerdy, one's an outcast. And then you have a weirdly out of place hot chick and they build a time machine, very cool, and then like they go through college and they perfect it and all that stuff, and then one of them gets killed. All right, easy enough. It was actually kind of cool up to that point. It's like, oh, what the heck is going to happen? Yeah, but then we get this flashback to when they were in high school, and that's like 45 fucking yeah. minutes. Of like the, the last half movie. of the movie. Fuck me. <laughs> and it's just these two knuckleheads falling in love and dealing with bullies and horseshit. Oh, oh, man. Fuck off. What are you doing? Yeah, if you want it. Dude, if you want to make a teen romance, by all means, do it. Make, uh, put the time machine in there. Don't call it Miskatonic University. Don't drop all these horror references. Because yeah. you're going to pull in the wrong fucking crowd, which is mm. exactly what happened to us. Mm-hmm. We were duped. This is a bait and switch. And I'm going to talk to a class action law attorney. <laughs> attorney at law. That's why the ratings were real bad. They were because the acting wasn't that great. Yeah. It's heavy on the CGI. If they had stuck with one con- continuous storyline, show me the the time machine. Show me all the nasty shit on the way on the yeah. outside there. Yeah, they would have been that. better like flipping it, so at least you see the kids as they get older. That would make more sense. <laughs> yeah. Instead, you build this time machine with all the monsters. Okay, I'm in, and then boom, uh, bullies in the lunchroom and yeah. love letters passing back and forth, and fucking fuck off. No, no, <laughs> I'm out. I checked out. You mm-hmm. lost me. Don't watch Intersect on uh, Hulu, inmates. If you did, if you did, I'm sorry. If you didn't, don't do it. We'll call it even. Buddy's got a new movie for us this week. What do you got, buddy? That's right. We're gonna lighten it up with 2019's Homewrecker. It's about two women befriend each other, but one becomes obsessed with the other. All righty. And you'll find this gem on Shutter. Check that shit out, inmates. We will do the same and compare notes next week. Mm-hmm. Yes. Are you guys ready to educate me and Miss Monica? Hell yeah. Let's get it on. Educating Miss Monica. My, cru- my clues from last week. I am an eccentric millionaire that owns a dilapidated castle somewhere in Europe. Uh, this fashion photographer wants to lease some space in it for a fashion shoot, and he brought a bunch of hot chicks that are hot. I'll give them that, but they're starting to piss me off, so I'm going to don my ridiculous costume and start taking them out using even dumber tra- traps and other murderous things. I kind of look like a professional wrestler in my red hood and raccoon mask. Anybody? What if I said, I am the Crimson Executioner? Does that ring any bells? That's not the name of the movie. But that's the character. I'm the Crimson Executioner! No. Nothing? It's Bloody Pit of Horror. Bloody Pit of Horror... Which I no. You guys have never seen Bloody <laughs> no, Pit of Horror? Wow, we're stumped. It's, the, it's, a, it's a really dumb movie. I almost felt like at first you were heading towards subspecies. I don't remember any 
photography. No, but then I remember we did watch a, a castle movie where people went to this castle and there were models shooting, but then you lost me where when you said traps and stuff. Yeah, yeah. the traps yeah. are really dumb. There's yeah. like a uh, mm. spider web made out of coat hangers kind of a situation. <laughs> wow. And uh, yeah, it's pretty It's made 1965. Oh. And I think it's Spanish. And uh, this dude looks like a complete professional wrestler. And you're surprised we haven't seen yeah, it? Yeah, I wasn't even bored. I told you I was going to do a deep dive on this one. So I, I dove deep, motherfuckers. All right, Monica, hit us with your clues. You're the pro here. I hope you didn't do this one. I might have. Okay. Uh, so you have eight clues. Number one, oh. vacation nightmare. Two, tragedy from the past. Three, watch out because you can fall through those floors. Four, a child left behind all those years. Five, explosion. Six, rat poison. Seven, mm. a hook to the face. Eight, does anyone make it off? Maybe one or two or the whole crew. Oh. Uh, I had you for a second, but then you I lost I was pretty sure I had you. With the rat poison. Yeah. But <laughs> vacation. All right, I'm gonna think about that. It's not what I thought it was. I know that. I was thinking something else. All right, inmates, think about that. Get us your uh, your your guesses by next week. As usual, the mental health hotline is area code seven seven five three eight seven zero two seven five, or the regular old email at the padded room two thousand eleven at hotmail dot com. In the meantime, I think that's about gonna do us for the week. Like, comment, subscribe wherever you found this show. Um, join us next week. We're going to be kicking off 1970s month here in the padded room. Were we all born in the 70s? I was. I was. Oh, there we go. We're 70s, 70s children. We are. Well, yeah. 1978, baby. But we're going to start it off with Rabid from 1977, the original. Not yeah. The Check that shit out. Uh, and that being said, like, comment, subscribe again. We do have a Patreon campaign running. Tom Hardy, get me your picks for either August or September, whichever you prefer. Um, and we will review those movies. I still owe you a goddamn t-shirt and a coffee mug, and I'm going to get those out. For Tom Hardy, his t-shirt and coffee mug, Buddy, who's sweating his face off next to the window, Monica, who's freezing cold. <laughs> Three inches away from Buddy for some goddamn reason. Uh, the Crimson Executioner. Hot models that get butchered in old castles. Uh, the 1970s. Vampires who live next door. And slaughter prostitutes, which is not cool, man. You can find other people besides sex workers. And the Padded Room Podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Bye. Have a great week. Good night.